This is 5 Minute Friday, episode number 240, State of Artificial Intelligence in Business. Welcome back to the Super Data Science Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode number 240. Super excited because today we've got some interesting research that we're going to talk through, some interesting findings, and we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. Uh, before we start though, I wanted to say you might hear some noises in the background. I'm standing here at the beach in the evening, just wanted to go for a walk uh, in Gold Coast, Australia, and you might hear some waves because we've got Cyclone Oma coming through Queensland at the moment, so waves are crazy. It's actually pretty hectic. I haven't seen the ocean like this in a while. Anyway, uh, apart from that, should be pretty clear, no distractions, so we can dive straight into it. So what is currently going on in artificial intelligence in business at this moment? So right now it is still February 2018, very, the very end of February 2019, oh, <laughs> end of February 2019. To what extent has artificial intelligence been adopted in business? What are some of the great benefits, what are some of the drawbacks, some of the setbacks, roadblocks, and so on. So we're going to be talking about all those things and where are we getting the data? This is important. Where is all this information coming from? So I sat down and did some research into this very interesting topic and I found three main reports that we're going to be um, getting our insights from. And these are reports are very, very reputable sources. So Two of these companies that did these studies are consulting organizations. You may have heard of them, probably you have. One of them is PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and the second one is McKinsey. Both billion-dollar companies, massive, massive companies, operations around the globe. And the third company that we're going to be getting our insights from is Relics, a massive uh, company. Relics Group is a British multinational information and analytics company headquartered in London. So again, another billion dollar company. All of them are very reputable and they did their research. And the interesting thing is that their findings, why I like looking at all three reports, is that their findings agree. Um, if you'd like to get these reports, you can get the links, of course, at the show notes at www.superdayscience.com slash 240 if you want to follow along or if you want to reference them in the future. So with that in mind, let's kick it off. First things first, what is artificial intelligence? What are we going to be meaning by artificial intelligence when we're referring to? Because there can be a lot of confusion around uh, what is AI, what is uh, deep learning, what is reinforcement learning, machine learning, and data science, and all these technologies can get mixed up. So uh, for the purposes of this podcast, and in general, the definition of artificial intelligence that I stick to is the most broad out of all of the uh, items just mentioned, that artificial intelligence actually encompasses in itself machine learning and a lot of other things, and then machine learning encompasses deep learning as one of the sub-branches. It's very important to keep that in mind that artificial intelligence isn't the same as deep learning. In fact, artificial intelligence doesn't have to always be even machine learning level. It can be something much more simpler, like and as a very simple if-else uh, rule-based Technology can be artificial intelligence or is considered artificial intelligence under this definition. For instance, RPA, Robotics Process Automation, 
is something that falls under artificial intelligence. However, it is not machine learning, or necessarily does it have to include machine learning. Most of the time, it's much simpler than machine learning. So something just to keep in mind that artificial intelligence is a very broad term and is not necessarily just deep learning and neural networks. Okay, so what do our studies say about artificial intelligence and what, uh, you know, the state that it's gotten to in business up until now, in 2019, February, almost March 2019. So one of the things that the studies agree on is that most executives know that artificial intelligence has the power to change almost everything about the way they do business. And artificial intelligence could contribute to up to 15.7 trillion to the global economy by 2030. That's 15.7 trillion with a T um, can be contributed by artificial intelligence to the global economy by 2030, which is not far away, it's 20, 21 years away, less than 21 years away. Um, and that, just to put it into perspective, 15.7 trillion is more than the combined current GDP of China and India together. So if you put the, uh, the whole outputs of China and India together, will be less than that number. So as you can see, it's a massive, massive contribution that artificial intelligence can make to the global uh, economy. Uh, nobody's saying that that is exactly what will happen, but what we can see is the potentials there. In fact, it might even be more due to the exponential nature of artificial intelligence. It's really hard to predict what's going to happen in the next 10 years, but even now experts are seeing this happening. So what is going on in terms of adoption? What have executives, so all these uh, three firms, have surveyed, have studied responses of executives specifically in organizations and have come to, you know, these insights, conclusions that we're going to be talking about. So we're going to be talking about lots of facts, lots of percentages, lots of insights from these surveys, from these analysis. And these surveys are definitely statistically significant. If you go on the websites and actually go through these surveys, you'll see that thousands of executives were surveyed in like in in the case of McKinsey, I think it was like two, 2,300 or over 2,000 executives participated in the survey. So definitely statistically significant findings that they, they have here. So let's go. Um, one of the findings, a very interesting one, is that 88% of senior executives agree that AI and machine learning will help their businesses be more competitive. That's from the Relics um, uh, findings, from the Relics study. So 88%, like majority, vast majority, almost all senior executives agree that AI, machine learning will bring benefit to the businesses. 47% of business ex executives say that their companies have already embedded at least one AI capability in their business processes. And that is from the McKinsey study. So 47%, that's half executive, half of the executives surveyed say, or we can even say half the companies say that AI is embedded in at least one of the business processes. And actually, 21% um, of them say their organizations have embedded AI in several parts of the business. So 47 say that AI is embedded at least one, 21% say that in, in two or more processes. And important here to, again, remember that AI is not just deep learning. This doesn't, this doesn't mean that half the companies in the world have neural networks in their businesses. No, it means some sort of, some form of artificial intelligence some form of system that can, intelligent system that can make decisions is embedded. So some companies might be just starting out with 
very simple forms of artificial intelligence. Some might be taking it to the next level of R RPA, robotics process automation. Some might be uh, already embedding machine learning, and some might be using deep learning and neural network technology and things like that. But the point stands that businesses are seeing the value of this and are going in that direction. Um, next finding is that 30%, so we talk about companies that already have AI in one business process, and maybe 21% have in multiple business processes. Um, the next one is 30% of uh, executives say that they are piloting AI. So in, in one way or another, they're also, at, so they are either have it already, and they're piloting it, or they're just piloting it to see how it's going to go in the organization. So 30% of executives are already piloting artificial intelligence. So those numbers should kind of demonstrate that executives are really thinking about this. And it's not a surprise because uh, we live in a capitalistic world and um, inevitably market pressures, competitive pressures are going to enforce artificial or going to help those companies that are... Uh, so companies that are using artificial intelligence are going to become more efficient, they're going to cut costs, they're going to innovate better, faster, be stronger, and through competitive pressures, such competitive pressures, all businesses will eventually adopt artificial intelligence or uh, they will really see their market share be taken away from them and uh, it will be hard for them to, to stay competitive. Um, another interesting finding is that how is artificial intelligence used? Well, right now, uh, according to Relics, the three most popular uses of AI and machine learning are to increase efficiencies or worker productivity. So 51% of the companies reported AI to be used in that way, increasing efficiencies or worker productivity. Um, the second one was to inform future business decisions, 41%. And the third one was to streamline business processes. 39% of companies reported using AI for that purpose. Um, another finding which I found very exciting was that, uh, according to PwC, 20% of business executives say their companies will deploy artificial intelligence across the business in 2019. Very deep finding or very deep insight that you know is happening now. Is happening. All this is happening now. 2019 is going to be a year where a lot of businesses are getting on board. And, uh, this illustrates the exponential nature of this technology that it's not one of those things that we hear about it and it's going to happen 10 years, 20 years from now. It's, got, it's happening now. We live in a world that is so fast-paced, so fast-moving. Like, I don't know, 2010, we were just starting hearing talks about um, self-driving cars and things like that. And, you know, they, they were maybe like still in inception mode. Now we already have self-driving Ubers in some states of the U.S. How crazy is that? So, again, 2019 is when it's happening for many, many businesses. And the next one is that 55%, oh, this is about government. 55% of government officials say they are aware of AI, but it is not being utilized. And 37% say that they are utilizing AI. So, even governments are getting into this space, and we can see that from examples of Smart cities, such as what San Diego is trying to do or is aiming to do to build a smart city and other um, cities around the world, not just cities, any any government function is slowly starting to 
is seeing the value of AI and the story is slowly starting to implement that as we can see from these numbers. So there we go, those are the adoption rates and how uh, executives and senior management are seeing artificial intelligence, the role of AI and what they're doing about it. Now, what are some of the challenges associated with adopting artificial intelligence? What, what is happening in this space? Why, why um, is it not as easy to jump onto this bandwagon of artificial intelligence and you know, like turn the key and that's it, you can use artificial intelligence. Well, there's quite a, quite a few challenges uh, associated with implementing such a innovative technology, such a fast-paced thing that, that something that hasn't been around for that long. How do companies get on board with that? And from, the, from what I read in these studies, I identified four main uh, challenges, or four top challenges associated with artificial intelligence adoption. And here we go. Um, Top challenge number one is strategy. 43% of executives cite lack of a clear artificial intelligence strategy as the major roadblock for them adopting AI in the business. It's no surprise because it is such a new space. It is so hard to see how artificial intelligence can benefit your business. What are, there's lots of moving parts associated with artificial intelligence. The data, where do we get the data? How do we, is our data prepared? Is it in the right state? Um, how do, what tools are we going to use for artificial intelligence? Are we going to go open source? Are we going to go commercial software? Um, how do we protect our data? How do we ensure privacy? How, what are we going to do with the algorithms? What about the intellectual property uh, of the things that we develop? Um, uh, is it safe to deploy these algorithms? Are they explainable? Uh, how do we deploy these algorithms? In what order do we solve the challenges that uh, business faces? Um, how do we build a team? How do we build an artificial intelligence team? Do we do we build a team right away? Is it going to be a siloed team? Is it going to be integrated within the business with separate uh, artificial intelligence experts in every division? There's a lot of things that involve involved in artificial intelligence strategy and a lot of ways to approach this problem. And uh, of course, without having prior experience or any kind of frameworks to guide executives and businesses a lot of businesses or executives see this kind of like as a um like poking in the dark or or trying to come up with uh, a, an approach and rather than just having a standardized way of how this can be done for instance like accounting or finance things that have been around for decades or even centuries and that are so crystallized and um can be follow there's certain standard practices that businesses can follow artificial intelligence isn't like that yet and part of that is what makes it so exciting actually uh, one of the top uh, challenges or top challenge number two is talent 42 percent of uh, executives point to a lack of talent of of ai talent according to mckinsey um very interesting because it's very controversial at the same time what we're seeing uh, in the marketplace, in the job marketplace, in the talent marketplace, is that there's actually plenty of talent. There's lots of people who are um, capable of creating uh, artificial intelligence algorithms, um, building machine learning software or algorithms and models, uh, doing data science, doing analytics, uh, writing deep learning scripts and code. There's, there's plenty of people like that. If you just go on Kaggle, there's over a million 
Um, there's over a million people registered on Kaggle, participants on Kaggle. There's um, uh, even in Super Data Science on our Udemy courses, we have over 700,000 students. There, there's lots of evidence to suggest that there's plenty of people uh, who are capable of the, who have these skills, and yet uh, talent is one of the top-sided problems. Uh, and that comes from uh, something that we call the data science gap. Here at Super Data Science, we have this term, the data science gap, uh, which stands for the mismatch of, um, or kind of like the, yeah, the mismatch of expectations and what is actually required for the job. So the because it's such a new field, artificial intelligence, data science, all the time, recruiting managers and uh, hiring managers, they don't, they can't really articulate what is exactly required, especially when there's no strategy around artificial intelligence. How can you articulate what what exactly your needs are? And therefore, it seems as there is a lack of talent. However, as we'll see just now in uh, in a few minutes in this podcast, that once you sort out the strategy problem, the talent problem is actually quite straightforward. It's no longer a problem. Once you, you know what you're looking for and you know what you want, what your business needs. Um, uh, top challenge number four, Three out of four is um, opportunities. Only 17% of organizations have mapped out their AI opportunities. So this is an important thing, and we'll talk about this in a second. So basically, only 17% of organizations know how artificial intelligence can be beneficial to their business and we're talking about things like uh, required level of investment, difficulty of implementation, and potential value at stake. But again, we'll get to that in a second. And um, uh, top challenge number four for adopting artificial intelligence is budget. So 50, and this is where the studies kind of like conflict a little bit. 58% uh, of businesses say less than one-tenth of their company's digital budgets goes towards artificial intelligence. And 71% expect AI investments will increase in the coming years. That's according to McKinsey. And according to Relics, the numbers are a bit different, or the number is a bit different. Uh, Relics states that only 18% only of senior leaders plan to increase investment in AI and machine learning. So on one hand, you have 71% uh, expect to increase budget, according to McKinsey. Relics says only 18% expect to increase. Uh, investment in AI. Uh, whatever the case is, the reality is that you know budget is uh, still a constraint. Um, so, how, as an executive, if you're an executive listening to this, how can you solve these challenges? How can you overcome these roadblocks um, in adoption of artificial intelligence in order to reap the benefits um, and be on the train of artificial intelligence? Be in that list of companies that is rapidly adopting AI and not fall behind and get those benefits that, or be part of that group that we talked about at the beginning where we were talking about, you know, the 88% of executives that see the, that see the value in AI, 47% of businesses that already have AI in at least one business process, 30% uh, that are piloting AI, 20% of businesses that will deploy AI across the whole business in 2019. Things like that. So how can you overcome these four challenges? So here's a potential approach that you can use. There's probably lots of different approaches, but this is you know, some, some of the things that I would do. If I were a business executive and I had these challenges ahead of me, 
uh, how would I solve these problems? Well, to start off with, I would go for the challenge with uh, the challenge number three, opportunities. So right now we see that only 17%, again, this is according to McKinsey, only 17% of organizations have mapped out their AI opportunities. So that would be my starting point to map out your AI opportunities, whether to do it yourself internally, uh, whether to hire some consultants to come in and actually look at the business and see where their potential uh, opportunities. According to Peter Drucker, the father of modern consulting, uh, there is there are only two things in business. Every business is a combination of two things. That is marketing and innovation, or innovation and marketing. Everything else is a cost. So basically, the question is, how can artificial intelligence help with your marketing? How can artificial intelligence help with your innovation, whether it's products, services, processes, um, uh, how you work with your employees, culture, and, and lots and lots of things? And how can artificial intelligence help with your costs, reducing your costs? Those are the three main components. That'd be my starting point. All right, how am I going to think about artificial intelligence and how, what can it help you? Of course, it's necessary to know some things about artificial intelligence. So it's a, it's a matter of education, self-education, getting to know what artificial intelligence is, what is it capable of, maybe reading some case studies and listening to podcasts like this, uh, understanding what artificial intelligence is capable of, and then seeing how that can be applied in your business. Or, of course, alternatively, you can just hire some consultants to come in and, and do that work for you. But nevertheless, that step needs to be done because without that, it's really hard to just go and start thinking about strategy, the team, the tools, all those things, they actually flow out from here. And so once you've mapped out uh, your um, artificial intelligence opportunities, the next step would be to build a strategy. And we're not talking about a comprehensive, full-fledged strategy for artificial intelligence for the next five years, like is common to be done in executive teams and board meetings. We're talking about a strategy to get started with artificial intelligence. Because what all you need to do is you need to turn your map of artificial uh, intelligence opportunities into a roadmap to proving success of AI. And here I would talk about finding out of your opportunities, uh, doing a standard, uh, kind of like putting them on a scatter plot, basically creating a uh, two axes, you know, how much value you will get out of this opportunity on the Y axis and how difficult is it to implement on the X axis. And finding the most, you know, the easiest win, the quick wins. What is the quickest win? that's going to bring the maximum value. Or to be to be concrete with this, the low-hanging fruit, which can be described as easy wins that require relatively little investment, I would say up to $100,000, are easy to implement, take under under six months to uh, roll out and actually product, uh, put into production in the business, and have massive potential. In some cases, you can get 10x, even more, 100x, that's... That's much rarer, but 10x is probably doable with artificial intelligence projects. Um, there's a good chance you can find a project with a 10x ROI 
in your business with artificial intelligence and put that into play. And so that's, that would be my starting strategy. So once you have one of those projects, you roll it out, it takes you six months, less than $100,000, you get a 10x ROI. That is your proof of concept that artificial intelligence can actually work, can benefit your business. business. And it's not just a pilot pilot, it's a pilot that generates revenue that you can put towards more artificial intelligence initiatives. So rather than thinking out a long-term 10, 5, 3 year strategy for artificial intelligence, I would get started like this, like, like Google does, like their, with their skunk work principle, where you just like, you fail, you fail fast, but if you fail, you fail fast, you get up and you go again, you get up and you go again. Um, and being like being more agile about this whole process. And then once you have that one first successful project, proof of concept and budget that's coming in, that's when you start thinking more concretely about artificial intelligence strategy. Once you have the buy-in, and this is very important to have the buy-in from your organization to start building this culture where um, data-driven decisions and artificial intelligence and uh, other technologies such as machine learning are accepted and people are curious about it. People can see that this can really help them in the work. This can help the business. Once you have that, then you start thinking about the artificial intelligence strategy in the big picture sense, in terms of the comprehensive strategy, which involves all those questions we talked about, like do we have the data? What state is, in a, is the data in? What can we do about that? Can, should we build a data lake? Do we need uh, big data technologies? Do we not need big data technology? Do we need to buy data somewhere else? Um, what kind of tools or how do we break down data silos that we might be seeing in the organization? What kind of tools do we need to adopt? Is this going to be um, open source? Is it going to be commercial software? Um, are we going to be on-premise? Are we going to be in the cloud? When and how are we going to build our artificial intelligence team? Is it going to be one person? Is it going to be multiple people? Are they going to be uh, a, a functional AI team? Is it going to be a functional machine learning team? Are they going to be sitting within different um, branches or diff different functions of the organization, existing functions such, such as IT, marketing, um, support, operations, or is it going to be separate? So lots of those questions are going to come up, but they need to be answered when in due course at the right time. When once uh, you know the first project is out and the organization is seeing value of artificial intelligence, um, and so that answers some of the problems that we were talking about. So we already talked about opportunities that answers the strategy problem that answers the talent problem as well, because now you're thinking about AI talent when the time is right, when it's time to think about the AI talent. And finally, that also addresses the budget concern. So if you start off a quick win project, which has a massive ROI or has the potential to have massive ROI, um, then all of a sudden you can actually subsidize to a level those investments in artificial intelligence. It can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And of course, may, not always that first project will work out. Maybe you'll need to do a couple of those first projects, first initiatives. But once you hit it, like data is a gold mine for any organization. Your own data is a gold mine for you. So once you strike gold, that's when you can continue digging and getting to the bottom. And also it's important to make it clear to the whoever's doing your artificial intelligence work that this is not just a pilot. You're not just interested in creating results, like finding insights or building AI for the sake of building AI because it's hype. 
but it's the point of all of this is the bottom line of the business. It's very important to make it clear to the relevant people that the bottom line of the business is important and that there has to be return on investment. That, that and that is part of this approach. So there we go. That's uh, where artificial intelligence stands. I, I probably should have said at the start of the podcast, this is, this is geared more towards executives and uh, business owners. But uh, regardless of uh, your level, I hope this was useful to you. If you have a manager or uh, executive that you know, forward them this episode and help share, share this knowledge, spread the word with them. Um, a call to action for all the executives who are listening is to start by mapping out the artificial intelligence potential in your business. So what are the potential opportunities for artificial intelligence in your business? Very good exercise, even if you're already doing AI to some extent, as we could see, uh, 47% of businesses are already doing AI, but only 21% of businesses are doing AI in more than one business process. So basically, there's a high chance that you fall into that, tw uh, not into that 21%, but into the remaining 79 So perhaps you're not using AI across your whole organization, and that is a good starting point to map out what are potential opportunities for artificial intelligence. And uh, as we discussed, one of the ways to go about it, and how I'd go about it, is think about uh, Peter Drucker's advice. So business is innovation and marketing, the rest are costs. So why not break it down into those three categories and see, all right, in terms of marketing, in terms of innovation, in terms of costs, how can artificial intelligence be applied in my business? What are some of the case studies that exist in artificial intelligence in my industry, in my type of business, or in adjacent industries. Um, and uh, as you, I'll finish off this podcast um, by saying that, as you probably have seen, if you are following the Data Science Insider, or if you're just reading to, reading our um, uh, email list and uh, or like our emails that we send out, um, perhaps you've seen in other places. Adlan and I, Adlan, my business partner, who you probably already know, uh, we started a uh, consulting startup, consulting business in the space of artificial intelligence uh, about a year ago in February 2018. We've been working on some interesting, exciting business challenges since then. And uh, now we're finally uh, excited to announce that we're open to helping more businesses, helping more clients. So if you are interested in working directly with us, if you're interested in um, getting our view on your uh, business, on your current situation, or your state of <laughs> the state of artificial intelligence in your business and how it can be improved or how it can be enhanced, how artificial intelligence can help, what are the opportunities in your business, then do let us know. We'd, be, we'd love to hear from you. We love working on interesting challenges. We're, right now, we're looking to take on two or three more projects uh, in addition to our current portfolio. Uh, if you're interested, the best place to contact us to submit this inquiry is uh, at uh, the company's website. The company is called Blue Life AI. The website is www.bluelife.ai. That's bluelife.ai. There's an inquiry button, inquiry form there. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to help you out with your uh, business challenges and get you onto this artificial intelligence, train, and skyrocket your business. On that note, 
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and got a few valuable insights from there. All the show notes, as usual, at uh, superdaysigns.com slash 240. Um, Blue Life's at bluelife.ai. And I look forward to seeing you back here next time. Until then, happy analyzing. Bye.